it's weird. I haven't had this much fun driving since I bought my first way back in the day in Acura Legend. And yeah. when I got this vehicle, just the thought of uh, the technology, uh, the, the way you drive, uh, it, there's nothing like it. But yeah, I, I enjoy it, I like it. I enjoy driving again. Uh, it's just a different experience. This is Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. This podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. It is for all EV enthusiasts. Whether you are an early adopter and have been driving an EV for years, or you're just starting your research, this podcast is for you. Hello, I'm Amy Byers, and welcome to Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. Today, we're going to revisit a ride-along that I did with Robert White, Middle Tennessee Electric's Vice President of Community Relations and Member Service. Robert had purchased a new Ford Mach-E in the summer of 2021. This ride-along was recorded in August of 2021. I hope you enjoy it. So Robert, I appreciate you letting me ride around in your new car today mm. and ask you some questions. All right. I was telling my husband uh, when I was leaving the house, I was like, well, I'm going to go ride around in a Ford Mustang Mach-E, and he was a little jealous. So he, <laughs> he works for Ford Credit, and he's oh, been talking okay. about needing to get this car for a while now. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know. We may we may have one in our future, especially after today. So cool. Um, I just want to ask you some questions, All uh, right. some kind of specific to the, the Mach-E, and, mm -hmm. and so you can kind of tell us what it's like to own one and drive one. And sure. I want to start with the question of why. Why did you choose the Ford Mustang Mach-E? There's all these different brands, the Tesla, the mm -hmm. Leaf, the, you know, all the different brands that we have. So why the Ford? Why the Mach-E? Well, you know, I, I did. I looked at several EVs before making my decision. I, I believe in doing the research because any car purchase is a big purchase. Mm -hmm. and so you want to make sure you're doing it right and basically making sure that you get what you want. So I watched, I bet I watched 50 YouTube videos. I talked to my teammates who uh, made EV purchase, purchases such as Glenn and Jay. And uh, you know, after several, I guess about a month and a half, I had narrowed it down to three. Uh, one was the Tesla Model Y, and the other was the new Volkswagen EV. And then the third was the Mustang Mach-E. And I decided to go with Mach-E for a couple of reasons, because I, I sort of had a budget in mind that I wanted to spend uh, somewhere from about 35 to 45. Mm -hmm. And I wanted uh, to have something that was a little, you know, bigger. Uh, and so that got rid of the uh, Tesla M3. And so it was between the Y and the Mustang and the, and the Volkswagen. And I started looking and Thankfully, I have a teammate, uh, Renee, mm -hmm. in Credit Recovery, who had a Mustang Mach-E. And he said, Robert, if you want to see it, come by. You can see it, take a look at it. And so that helped as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I got online and started really looking at the Mach-E and decided I wanted it for a couple of reasons. One is transition. Uh, Tesla, you know, of course, everyone knows all about Tesla, but Tesla has that tablet, the one tablet. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make a good transition. And so one thing about the Ford Mustang is that you get the technology of the tablet. You actually get the two tablets. You get this tablet and this uh, tablet here as well. But you also 
get to make the transition with the hardware buttons. So I get some buttons that I'm used to as I'm driving a gas-powered vehicle. I get to have the buttons for volume. Uh, I get to have windshield wipers. I, can, I have a door handle inside and I can adjust my mirror and things that I'm used to that I have muscle memory about. I got to have some of those, but I also get to have what's so, so great about having an EV. And so that pretty much narrowed it down to the Ford. Also the, the price point, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was able to find something within the range. What is the range? The range for this vehicle, because it's an all wheel drive, is on the sticker, the range is for a fully charged battery, 211 miles. Okay. One of the things you find in all the YouTube videos is that Ford has a tendency to undersell the range. Mm -hmm. Tesla has a tendency to oversell the range. Uh, when I fully charge this vehicle, I can get up to 220 miles. Yeah. A lot more than 211. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't had any problems. I don't charge to 100% daily. I normally charge to 80 to 90%. I'll charge 100% if I'm going to do any traveling. Uh, mm -hmm. And I actually uh, travel home to Johnson City twice over the last three weeks. And so, uh, I've, I've had it on long trips and haven't had any problems. Haven't had any problems. Well, that's great. Does does the EV version of the mm -hmm. Mustang does it have that speed and power that you're going? You don't have to demonstrate right. it, like Christy, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> do you have that speed and power that you get when mm -hmm. with a traditional gas-powered Mustang? Yeah, you do, but it's it's different. Um, and I and I know some of the research I found was that a lot of Ford enthusiasts, especially Mustang mm -hmm. enthusiasts, were not happy with mm -hmm. Ford, and they didn't like the fact that they were going to name their electric vehicle and give it the name Mustang. And but it does, it, you know, it has that typical feel with electric vehicle. It will go from zero to sixty in four point eight seconds, mm. and I've tested it, and it will. Um, it has a get up and go to it that does remind you of a Mustang. But it is not a typical two door uh, GT feel of a Mustang. Right. As a matter of fact, Ford is coming out with a GT version this fall that is the closest resemblance of a Mustang. Mm -hmm. But it does have that power. It will get up and go. Uh, as I know, I've tested a couple times at red lights or on the interstate. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, I've had at least, at least 15 Mustang owners just approach me in grocery stores, in the parking lot, when I'm playing tennis, they'll walk up to me and just simply say, is that that Mustang? And I'll say, yeah. They said, man, I really like it. I'm thinking they're going to cuss me out or something since yeah. <laughs> I'm driving this electric Mustang, yeah. but they enjoy it. They, they, I have Mustang owners actually drive beside me on the interstate, look at me like, let's race. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But they want to really test it out. Mm -hmm. And I've had them just show up. I've had them, in, it's almost like in slow motion. They will drive by my car, pull out their car, their uh, phone camera and start taking pictures. Goodness. Just taking pictures of the Mustang. And it's, you know, it's we really weird for that to happen. Yeah. Is there any unique features about this particular, the, the Mach-E, that mm -hmm. maybe other EVs don't have. Now you said yeah. that about the... The, the hardware uh, buttons. The, mm -hmm. the, the buttons you're used to, so you're not kind of having to relearn everything. But is right. there anything else that kind of stands out to you that you can think of mm -hmm. that that maybe this has that the others don't? Yeah, uh, there, there are a couple things that I, that I really like. One is that even though the style of this vehicle is considered a crossover, you know, that's that new mm -hmm. half 
sedan half SUV right. type of style, the crossover. Right. This is considered in that type of family. Uh, but yet, there, there's plenty of room in that back seat. Mm -hmm. It is so roomy. Uh, as a matter of fact, I saw. It is pretty roomy. Uh, yeah, there. <laughs> I saw a YouTube video of someone six five sitting in the back oh, seat gosh. with room. Yeah, uh, it is very roomy. I like that. Um, I like the fact that I have this this type of a uh, roof. I didn't even notice the roof. Yeah, it's a little I different need to from look Tesla. Up. That yeah. is pretty cool. It's a little different from Tesla the way it's designed. So it just go, goes all the way it back. But that's pretty neat when it's raining. Yes, and it's tinted, so unlike the Tesla, I don't really feel as much heat. You're seeing yeah. a lot of Tesla owners get those, uh, you know, uh, whether they're tinted or whatever. Right. But I, you know, I don't have to do that. I, I like that about it. I like the fact that, um, and this is going to sound weird, but when you think about making a car purchase, why do you get it? Because of convenience and how you live mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. Tesla, I'm an Android man. Tesla, uh, they are working on this, but currently unless the new S Plata has this, but currently Tesla will not allow you to use Android Auto or the, the I think the Apple CarPlay. I can use Apple CarPlay or Android Auto in this vehicle wirelessly. Mm -hmm. I'm an Android man, so I have that on here. If my wife is driving, she can use Apple CarPlay. And you would think, oh, that's just minor. Well, no, it's not minor. If when you travel, you want to listen to music, mm -hmm. Uh, you want to, you know, you want to be able to use those nice apps that are very conducive to driving in the car. Mm -hmm. Then I can do that. Yeah. I can see these apps on here and maps and everything else, Spotify or anything else, podcasting. I can do that. It's an experience. If you're going to be traveling for six hours like I did that first day, then you want to be able to utilize uh, that and, and really have a really pleasant driving experience. And so that was key to me. So you can set this up then for a, a profile, basically, mm -hmm. for both you and your wife. That's correct. So when you get in, you can hit the Android and what you want, and then when she gets in, she'll you know, have she Apple just, CarPlay. She can just do that. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like I listen to their stereo system. Mm -hmm. They have a great sound system. Now I think mm -hmm. this is Ford's attempt to get it right. Now I did take a chance getting something first generation. That is a risk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting something first generation. And that is so unlike me because I don't buy new cars. Uh, and so this was a first for me. Um, but I, I've enjoyed the experience so far. So you haven't had any regrets? No, no. No regrets at all. Do I think that I'm going through some of the growing pains that Ford's going through with the first generation vehicle? Yes. As a matter of fact, I'll show you. I, I haven't had anyone sit in my back seat until Saturday. When I went home, some of my uh, siblings wanted to go for a ride. So I took them for a ride. I found out that Ford needs to work on some software updates because this big alert comes on when they get in their usual seatbelt. When they get out of the car, the seatbelt alert, the notification doesn't go away. So that's going to be a software update they'll have to work yeah. on. These are things that I never knew because you're still getting used to using the car. I had never had anyone in my back seat until Saturday. Yeah. So being a first generation vehicle, uh, it's going to be, I'll have some some quirks to deal with, but I, I'm still really, really happy with my purchase so far. Yeah. Well, good. So, um, you know, we were talking, uh, you know, we're about maintenance and mm -hmm. you don't have to have oil changes and that, that type of thing, but right. is there things that you would have to have it worked on for? You know, is there problems that could mm -hmm. happen? And, and if there is, I mean, I, I guess you always have to go back to the dealership or are there mm -hmm. mechanics? You know, we have 
you know, when something goes wrong with our cars, there's mechanics all over the place, right. whether you go to the dealership or you go to somebody like Christian Brothers or, mm -hmm. you know, all the other little mechanics around here. But what do you do when there's a problem with an EV? Yeah. Uh, when I saw that question, I thought, wow, that's a heck of a question. That that's is a loaded question. <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved it because that is so new. Mm -hmm. That is so new to folks who are purchasing, especially when you see now that they expect that EVs may make up about 20% of the market share within mm -hmm. the next five to 10 years or more, maybe even higher. You're going to have that come up a lot because, yeah, can you go to someone else besides your dealership to maintenance? I'll tell you now, the word on the, on the street, even for Ford, is that right now even their own service departments are struggling with this learning curve mm -hmm. because i know when i went in for a software update they had to uh, do a software update to get my mirrors to you know to open and close upon locking the vehicle correctly and it was something that they weren't prepared for it took a couple hours because they had to find this software uh, and figure out how to update it and i think what you're going to find with electric vehicles is that it may not be you know dealing with all changes and things such as that but it's going to be the, the software. It's going to be the technology. How well with service departments or third-party uh, uh, third vendors be able to do repairs for EVs if they have access to technology and the latest software updates. So they're basically going to have to get like a geek squad yeah. at Ford. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like they have a Best Buy. <laughs> right, right. It really is because so much about this vehicle is based on software yeah. updates and, yeah. and maintenance updates. You know, when I go in for my 10,000 mile maintenance at the dealership, most of it is about checking tires. Yeah. Rotating the tires. I mean, it's weird. When I saw that list, I thought they're not going to do anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really weird. Right now, I really love how this drives. I love the smoothness of the drive. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's weird how they give you options to bring noise into the vehicle because an electric vehicle naturally is quiet. Right. So you have an option to make it loud. You can you can you have three options: engage, whisper, or unbridled. Unbridled will make it sound just like a regular Mustang. So the and that that helps for the people outside. That yeah. Benefit because yeah. I remember you know back this is years years ago you mm -hmm. know when the Leafs first came out and when I would drive that I was so nervous <laughs> because it was yeah. so quiet and yes. I'm like somebody is going to walk out in front of me or a, a you know somebody's riding a bike and they don't realize I'm coming mm -hmm. you know I was always just really aware of everything going on around me so yes, this is yes. going to help that this is going to yes. give you a little noise for the not so much for you but for the the people out. it's surprising though i hardly i i have the middle one which is engaged whispers mm -hmm. is totally quiet engages a little bit and, and when i back up i use the backup alarm sound mm -hmm. for that reason because it's so quiet yeah uh but I don't use the unbridled, but they, I've, I've seen where a lot of folks just love sound. And so they'll, do, they'll not only do it for folks to hear them, but they'll do it for themselves to simulate sound. Doesn't bother me. I realize it's a quiet car. I like the, the quietness right. about it. Uh, it doesn't bother me. But one thing that will, EVs will do as well, I think it will set the bar on safety. Because there are things that are, there, that are so inherent to EVs mm -hmm. that uh, with... It, I, if I get just too close to that vehicle, this car will shut down. It will basically stop. Yeah. Will not move. Will force you to be in a safety, a, a free zone. Now, some of that technology is already available for gas-powered vehicles oh, yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. and so it's nothing unusual, but it's just a continuation of the commitment to be safe, especially as quiet as they are. Yeah. Of course, I love the single-pedal driving. My wife uh, has been in this vehicle, and she will not drive single-pedal. 
she will not do what it. What do you there. mean by single pedal? Well, uh, you know, since electric vehicles are a lot like go-karts, right? Right. And when you drive a go-kart, remember, you only have that one pedal. And when you come up off the pedal, it slows down. Oh, so you don't ever hit the brake. I don't use a brake. I'll use a brake if I need to brake quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, but I normally never use the brake because I just put, bring up my foot off the accelerator and it slows down. And if you take your foot all the way off of it, it will come to a complete stop. So does that, let me, let me circle that back to the maintenance issues mm -hmm. then. Does that mean that you're not having to replace brake pads as often as you would in a gas powered vehicle? Exactly, because you know, I'm not leaning on the brake. Mm -hmm. Another thing it also does, it helps regenerate the battery, which makes it more efficient, which increases the range. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So if you know someone, so say, you know, my husband talks me into it uh -huh. and, and yeah. I'm going to get an electric vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, what are some tips do you have when, when, when you're out there searching for the, an electric vehicle, whether it's the Mach-E or any of the, yes. the brands out there, mm -hmm. what are some things you need to pay attention to? You need to understand how you live. Understand, before I purchase an electric vehicle, I started thinking to myself, where does my family live? Mm -hmm. Okay, Johnson City. Where does my son live? He lives just south of Atlanta. Where do I travel when I want to go relax and have fun? Mm -hmm. What do I do? I spend a lot of time in Nashville. So I start asking myself, can I find a, a vehicle that will allow me to live my life the way I live my life? Mm -hmm. And does it have the range? I don't want to have to worry that if I decided to drive to Franklin to visit our Franklin office, like the other day, I went to Franklin office. I needed to go to Lebanon and Mount Juliet that afternoon. I didn't want to be afraid that if I drove to Franklin, I couldn't make it to Lebanon, Mount right. Juliet, and back home. I could drive to Franklin, Lebanon, Mount Juliet, back home, no problem. No problem. And I don't want to have to worry about range anxiety because range anxiety is for real. And I, I really appreciate the fact that the federal government, TVA, seven states, uh, they all realize we need to add more fast yeah. chargers to give people a chance to at least every 50 miles have a chance to charge up versus you know purchasing gasoline and so when that happens more and more folks will get electric vehicles because they won't worry but that is true know your life right. and then know what your budget is because unfortunately uh the price points for electric vehicles are still not where they should be yeah. we're hoping that over the next three to five years you're going to see that come down right. and it should right. because more and more options uh you're going to really see that happen i'm looking forward to that as well because then more and more folks will purchase them because they won't feel like it's such a huge luxury right. uh, to have an electric vehicle. Well, last question I have for you. Mm -hmm. How does driving an EV make you feel? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, it's weird. I haven't had this much fun driving since I bought my first way back in the day in Acura Legend. Mm. And I used to love that car. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had an RL. And I really hadn't just enjoyed the thrill of driving since then. And yeah. when I got this vehicle, just the thought of uh, the technology, uh, the, the way you drive, uh, it, there's nothing like it. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, I just enjoyed the driving experience in this vehicle. You know, it's even telling me when I get too close to anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. I like it. I enjoy driving again. Uh, it's just a different experience. Well, I really appreciate you taking me around and giving oh, yes. me the Ford Mustang Mach-E experience. Yes, I'm glad to have you. Thank you so much for asking. Thanks for joining us today. And be sure to tune in next time because we're going to sit back down with Robert and see how things are after having an EV for over a year. 
For more information on MTE's EV programs, go to driveev.com. Until next time, plug in, power up, and drive safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at driveev at mte.com. Thanks for listening.